Welcome to Stories I Didn't Tell Last Sunday. I'm Doug McAllister for Journey Fellowship Church. And joining me today is Andy Ricketts. And from Atlanta via Zoom is Kirk Plaisance. And today we're going to talk about a little bit about our relationships, your salvation, your call to ministry. And I want to touch on you uh, your new project you guys have developed, it's called The Rushmore Show. Yes. So we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to close out with a lightning round of Who's Your George? It's be so fun. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us. We're glad to have you along with us today for the conversation. I want to start with you, Kirk. Um, I've always called Kirk KP since the first day I met him. I, I don't know if he likes that or not. I've never even yeah, I love him. it. That's one of my, it's been one of my long-term uh, nicknames. Oh, good. Then I feel so right. I mean, it's even my Instagram, so now it's KP to PK. So yeah, I know. Kind of saw to Paul. When did you and I first meet? What year was that, Kirk? So got married in 08, so right. June of 08. And yeah. um about a month later, we we showed up at the church. Yeah. So we probably met maybe within the first uh, you know, probably month or so of me coming. The first yeah. few weeks I I was I was in the back. Yeah. Uh, sneaking in, sneaking out. Didn't yeah. really, didn't really want to be a part. So yeah. So uh, fall of 08, right. I would say. So when did you have your conversion experience with Jesus? What was your salvation baptism story? Yeah. So um, kind of going back to that marriage, uh, me and my wife, we were, we were planning on uh, a wedding. Uh, we were in a, in a pretty toxic relationship, to be honest. I mean, there was, it was, it was pre-Christ. Uh, I, I grew up Catholic, uh, never showed up to uh, church, didn't read the Bible. I was supposed to be read to me, those kind of things. I actually have priests in my uh, like extended lineage, like my, my dad's uncle or whatever. But uh, um, so we were, we were definitely Catholic and rosaries and all that, that stuff. So I knew the faith. I went to Catholic school, but I just didn't want to participate. It was just too much of my time. Um, I was more into having fun. I was more into um, chasing girls, drinking, you know, sports, you name it. But uh, when I was trying to settle down uh, with with Brittany, uh, the 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 pastor that was going to do our counseling, he was he was he was pretty adamant that we found a church and um, we weren't really his church. And actually, that's even a funny story. We were borrowing a church. He was not even, the church we used wasn't even his church. So uh, he was just like, look, this is just real crazy. We're going to marry you, but I need you to find a church. Yeah. Now, here's the funny part of the story, uh, PD, is um, Brittany had been trying to get me to go to Harvest yeah. um, probably about three, four years prior to that. I remember, and I, I, was remember like, I am not going yeah. to Harvest. There yeah. is no way I'm going there. Those guys have way too much fun at church. I don't know what's going on at that church. Um, they're weird. And um, yeah, I'm going to go somewhere else so that I can uh, yeah. not be happy at church, kneel yeah. and of course. whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so long story short, uh, we ended up uh, after we got back from the honeymoon, Brittany said, hey, look, uh, there's a new church out on the service road in Lacombe. It's called Journey Fellowship Church. Yeah. And um, at that point. Uh, I didn't know yet that uh, it was Harvest still. Yeah, uh, and I was like, okay, let's go try it out. And that yeah. very first message, uh, I, I won't forget it. It, it was, uh, who's your daddy? Uh -huh. That was the very first message that you did. Mm -hmm. And you were doing like heavenly, uh, heavenly father, 
uh, but you did Earthly Mother, Earthly Father, and I think Jesus was probably the four. Yeah. It really made an impact on me because I remembered it. And yeah. my wife that very first time was like, oh, they're starting a new series. We can come the whole month and listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Well, that was actually the first time I had went to my mother's grave was that first uh, oh. time. And it, she had been past eight years. Wow. And then the conversion just kind of started happening. We went through a lot of trouble, a lot of addictions that we were fighting. Uh, Brittany ended up going to rehab for mm -hmm. um, six weeks. And um, in, that, in that process, I just met good people like yourself and yeah. some of the other leaders. I had my uh, moment at the altar. I was... Actually, Pastor Allen, our old children's pastor, was probably the one that uh, mm -hmm. that that drove something home to me that that really probably changed my life uh, yeah. completely. Um, was I kept kind of sneaking out the back of the church? Yeah. Um, I would show up in the back row. I'd always show up late because I didn't want to go through worship and watch folks raising their hands and and just uh, submitting themselves to the Lord. Yeah. Um, but I would show up. I loved the music. I loved watching the drummers, to be honest. And um, so I, I kind of made my way up, up the row. But in that service, I would sneak out, uh, sneak in after worship, listen to you or Pastor Ken preach. And then I would sneak out the back to go get my kids yeah. uh, before altar call, because I wasn't going to make an altar call. Yeah. And Pastor Allen met me in the hall and said, uh, are you Kirk? And I was like, oh, man, what did my kids do? And uh, he said, hey, look, we've been reading your comm cards. I've been writing all kinds of stuff on those comm cards, PD. Yeah. And you, you, you read them. And he oh. said, uh, we've been reading your comm cards and praying over you and praying yeah. over your family. But I have to just let you know, uh, I don't need to read your prayer, your, your comm card anymore to know what to pray for. And uh, I, I was about to leave the church then. I thought he was about to tell me he was in the recliner watching football holy spirit showed up kirk's yeah. watching porn kirk's getting yeah. in a fight with his uh you know yeah. uh wife or whatever and uh right. he ended up saying um while you're writing all that down on the com card your nine-year-old daughter mckenna is making the altar call in children's church and telling us all about what's going on in your house that's, and that's that 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 really impacted me and yeah. um I decided shortly after that I was going to stop drinking, stop drugging. I wasn't really a big drug person, but uh, we were going to stop all the extracurricular activities. Yeah. And I was going to try and get my family together. And um, within six months, my my wife was in rehab. Um, you know, we had been separated for a while, and then decided to join the church, become members of the church, uh, yeah. joined your children's volunteer staff, yeah. and then uh, your daughter, Christian. Uh, brought a friend to preach. I think it was on Mother's Day, um, and yeah. uh, from from uh, Highlands, right. and uh, she preached about the call on your life. Yeah. Ironically, that morning, that very morning, I told my my wife, "What if I stopped being in nursing school and went and worked for the church? Like, yeah. um, like wow. maybe they need a janitor or something. I don't know what it is, yeah. but I want to make every day Sunday." because Sunday's the only day that we really enjoy life. And the other rest of the, the other five days, uh, we're, we're fighting the grind. We're trying to figure out ourselves again, relearn. But when we show up to church, yeah. um, it's, it, it's been life-changing. So shortly after that, I approached you guys, led to SUM, was one of the first students to graduate uh, from our, our cohort there. And uh, now you guys are just flourishing, going on to, to bigger things. So I, uh, that's kind of how I'm, that was a really quick process, but, yeah. um, 10 years sober, me and my wife, uh, working wow. on 11, about to be 11. Um, mm. and, uh, you know, loving Jesus since 08, I guess. So wow. yeah, that's, that's it. 
Man, what a great testimony. When did you get baptized? What year did that happen? Do you remember? So got baptized as a young one um, yeah. with the with the Catholic Church pouring yeah. and everything. And then it, so it took me a while to kind of just redo that, because as yeah. I was going through school, you have to remember, I never had read the Bible before when I right. joined the school. Right. Um, which is a funny story. Uh, the yeah. pastor said, open your Bibles to Matthew. And I looked at the guy next to me and said, where's the book of Matthew? Yeah. And so I, I joined school never doing that. And and one of my first questions was, am I supposed to get baptized again? Because I did it wrong. Yeah. So it took me a little bit of time. I en- we ended up. I ended up getting baptized uh, September of 08, I believe right. is the time, September of 08. So almost three years later, I, I went through school, um, right. finished school, was coming on staff. Uh, we had already kind of planned that. And I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm just going to recommit myself and get baptized. So pastor came baptized me out by the cross yeah. um, over there on, uh, on the interstate. So I saw that picture the other day of you getting baptized but it didn't mark what year it was. I just kind of wondered what year that was. And yeah, you were the, uh, I think our very first uh, graduate from our cohort. And I remember you and I talking that day and I said, Kirk, when you graduate, you want to come work full time for us because at that time we had an opening for our generations pastor. And you said, I don't, man, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, 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 it was like this, PD. It was like this. First off, you guys asked me to come on and be the youth pastor. Right. And uh, this was on the heels of of uh, our last guy leaving and uh, some numbers kind of dwindling. Yeah. And he, he was such a rock star in, in a lot of the eyes. Right. So I, in my mind, was like, nobody wants to QB at uh, – yeah. At, yeah. at, at, at New England uh, after Brady leaves, after right. New Orleans after Breeze leaves. I, yeah. I, like, it was just like this aura was around him, even yeah. with my daughter. I was right. like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I can fill those shoes. Yeah. And then I, I accepted it. And then you guys were like, how about the children's pastor? And oh. I was like, oh, that's easy. That's easy. I'll take yeah. that one because I had already been in that system. And yeah. then you came back like a week or so later and was like, uh, I was on my tractor. God told me generations. Yeah. Uh, how about generations? We put it together. And I was like, well, I've already accepted both of them, so let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, that was a time that we were revamping every ministry. And and when you came on the team, I said, this is a good time to just reorganize all of our children's and student ministries. And, Kirk, you were just a soldier. You said, hey, whatever you want to do, let's do it, man. So we just kind of invented it from scratch. We didn't have a model to follow. I said, Kirk, we got to invent this ourselves. And man, you really took it. You took ownership of it. And, you know, you helped us create a whole system that you were able to pass on to somebody else, you know, which is a part of the great story, which is one of the reasons I want to Andy to tell his story. So you're going through school, you're, uh, you graduate, you come on staff, uh, and then you recruit this young guy, uh, Andy Ricketts, at that time you were teaching junior high. Yeah. So what year did you come to Journey, Andrew? Yeah, so we started um, attending Journey at I-12 in Lacombe in 2014. Yeah. Uh, we had just recently had Zoe, our oldest. When did you graduate, Kirk, from SUM? Uh, I graduated in uh, 15. Yeah. So, like, I, January of 15, I graduated. So yeah. he had started coming in that fall. Isn't it really neat to look back at God's hand? Oh, yeah. It's just because you don't see what's happening around you, but you know the creator of the universe knew exactly what time. So you guys came in when Kirk was just assuming his new ministry role with us. So tell us about your first child was born. Yeah. So we, um, I myself did not grow up 
attending church at all. Very sporadically went to a youth group in my high school years, but definitely was never connected to a church. And, um, you know, we we just didn't grow up doing that. Courtney, my wife, grew up in the Catholic church. um, And, you know, her family did uh, attend church. Um, But we, as a family, you know, when we got married, church was not a part of our life. Right. now, just a little quick backstory. I was playing in, in metal bands and things uh, through my teen years and, and, and through college. And we had a good friend, uh, Dustin, um, who played in bands, who was actually, you know, not ever in a band with me, but was in other bands in mm-hmm. the scene. And uh, we knew that he and his wife were attending yeah. Journey, or yeah. were attending church. We didn't know it was Journey. Yeah. So we were just hanging out with them one day, and we said, hey, we had been starting the conversation of, wanting to try church out. Uh, we wanted to give Zoe, our oldest, the opportunity to be able to to experience that. You know, I, I like I said, I didn't really experience that that much as a kid. Um, so we asked them, and we just got to talking to them, and they said, yeah, we attend Journey. It's in Lacombe, great campus, great mm-hmm. people. Um, you know, so we just started attending church, and it was the fall of 2014. Wow. Um, so Zoe uh, has basically grown up in the church how old she, was she when you came the first time um she might have been six months oh wow old. she was a baby was, yeah yeah so she was born in march it was around fall time so it had to be about six yeah. seven months old that she was when right. we when we started. how long did you come to church before the holy spirit just got a hold of yeah. you so that's an interesting one too so you mentioned i was a public school teacher um and at the time we were we were doing events first wednesdays yeah um and i remember there was always a first wednesday happening and i not my wife i was always the person with the excuse why we can't do it well it's wednesday it's middle of the week i've been working all day with kids and just kind of worn out and you know so that was in our head that was our excuse that we would always use something along those lines and i remember there was one it was always the the august first wednesday was a pray for the teachers pray for the students back to school yeah so whatever for whatever reason we decided Hey, we're going to go to this one. So this was our first one that we went to. And I remember sitting in service or standing in service, and and much like Kirk said, uh, not the person to raise your hands, not the person to really, you know, interact and and be involved in worship, Um, kind of the hands crossed, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But I remember, I can't tell you what song it was. I can't tell you, other than I knew it was the August one, where the Holy Spirit just hit me and I started tearing up crying wow i I don't know what it it certainly wasn't me because i was not that person to do that and i just fell on my knees and i was like you know at the time i had i I didn't know what it was Mm -hmm. i just knew that there was something inside of me that just felt like right what i needed to do and i told courtney i said i i don't know what this is but i want to go a little deeper i want to figure out what this is all about so at that point um it it was probably 20 2015 it was probably you know a good year yeah or, or about until we really got connected with the church and really when i felt that was your first encounter with the holy spirit yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and you got baptized what a year later yeah so? so 2016 yeah. uh easter sunday yeah uh in 2016 yeah. i got baptized i remember it was the day after zoe's birthday we had a birthday party and it was yeah. the next day got baptized so yeah yeah it's just a yeah. great so you got saved got baptized got filled with the holy spirit how did you get into ministry? Yeah, that's a we're full of great stories here. Yeah. So, um, had kind of you know was serving with the church. Um, honestly, how I first started got serving was 
around that time, you had mentioned that we were opening a Bell Chase campus. Right. Um, and immediately when we heard that, Courtney and I looked at each other because we both grew up on the West Bank. Yeah. Courtney grew up in Bell Chase. Yeah. I grew up in Terrytown, which is just on the other side of the bridge, right? right. Um, so we're like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll go and sweep the hallway if I need to. You guys were the first couple to volunteer to go yeah. to the Bell Chase campus. We said we, we have to be yeah. a part of this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what is involved. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I remember meeting up with, with Pastor Luis. Yeah, you became his like right-hand man yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah so we, we served for a while at the Bell Chase campus. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning time, you know, ripping up carpet, yeah. uh, taking out those pews with well, that pink. That was some really ugly <laughs> carpet, man. The pink salmon-colored carpet. It was, I don't think it's been changed since 1975. But yeah, so the last time I was there, the stairs actually still had it. I don't yeah. know if now it still does. No, it's but all gone. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, so... Just taking, knocking down walls. Yeah. Uh, again, nothing that I was qualified to do at all, other than I just knew something about Bell Chase, and there was just a connection there. So and got, then he recruited you to play drums, right? Yeah. yeah. So I actually started on the worship team. Yeah. It was my first. Now, I played at this. Now, I've been playing drums for close to 20 years. Right. Uh, but it's always been a passion of mine. Um, yeah. So I'm like, hey, I'll definitely play drums. That doesn't mean I have to talk to anybody. That yeah. doesn't mean I have, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, Remember where we put the drum cage? Oh, my gosh. It was the old baptistry, which was like above the <laughs> pulpit. So, so we, we covered the baptistry up and put you up in a room all by yourself. Yeah. Like you were Ringo Starr. Yeah. yeah. And the worst part about it, and it was quickly fixed, was that there was no vent yeah <laughs> so for the first week or two it yeah. was literally a sauna and, and you, you could were probably sitting over an open baptistry on a thin piece of plywood you oh, could have at any time collapsed into yeah the baptistry. yeah it was totally not yeah. <laughs> osha certified yeah, probably no. how we did things there Yeah, because yeah we put the floor in ourselves so. mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so it probably fogged up the glass shield yeah, in I'm front sure. and yeah it was hot but really you know probably about two weeks in they're like yeah hey we're going to give you a little ac yeah vent, but thank you there's some new duck work in there. <laughs> all right so fast forward now uh, let's talk about you getting the call to go into vocational ministry. I know mm -hmm. Kirk had a big part yeah. to play in yeah. that. Yeah. So when um, I mentioned I was a public school teacher, um, I was also a coach, yeah. right? I coached football, um, did a little basketball, and did softball. Um, and I had started kind of talking to Kirk, you know, just at church, knowing, getting to know him and his family, and um, through fantasy football, that was another big one. We did fantasy football through the church, so that's God kind of how could we connected. use anything, man. Yeah, he could use fantasy football. Yeah, so we connected through fantasy football originally, and just kind of started talking in the church and stuff. And um, I was coaching softball, but I'm nowhere near yeah. an expert in softball. It was really in the public school. It's just like, hey, are you willing to do this? Yeah, I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I played baseball a little bit as a kid, so sure. I kind of have a general idea. I can bat. Yeah, um, but I needed some help. I really needed some help. Um, and then also at that same time, knowing Kirk, knowing him as the youth pastor, he would always post these. Uh, we used to do this Instagram live every, uh, mm -hmm. it was like three days a week or something like that. It was 555 live, right? It was at 555 a.m. It was five minutes of worship, prayer, and a, and a message, a, a devotional, yeah. right? And uh, so I, would, I was always keeping up with those things. It was, it was just a great way to start, you know, my few days a week like that. And there was one day where I said, you guys were having a lock-in. So this was October time. Yeah. What uh, year is this? This uh, 2016, 2017. I don't, yeah. I honestly okay. don't remember the year. Right. <laughs> but um, it was probably 27, 20, yeah, 2017. That had to be it. Yeah. Um, but 
they were having a lock-in, and I said, hey, do you guys need help tonight? I think I reached out to Kirk, maybe Brittany, uh, messaged him, and he's like, yeah, sure, come along. Come help. Uh, we'll, yeah, we definitely need help. If anybody's ever done a lock-in, you know, don't ever turn away help. All night long with a room full of teenagers? Yes. We need help. You need as much help, yeah. and it, no matter how much help you have, you always need more. Yeah, right. absolutely. So I went there um, not at all knowing what to expect, definitely not having – feeling like youth ministry was anything that I yeah. wanted to necessarily be a part of. Uh, but I really just went to go hang out with Kirk and to to yeah. help out however I could. So I stayed the whole night. I, yeah. I didn't even, like, because I think Kirk even was like, hey, man, you could stay till like, midnight and leave if you want to or whatever. And uh, But I was like, no, I'm going to stay the whole night. And uh, stayed the whole night. And the one thing I remember saying is that when we did worship, it was a YouTube video that yeah. we played up there and just kids were watching it. It was powerful. Like yeah. I definitely, I mean, we, everybody was worshiping. It was great. But I remember going up to Kirk and, and I don't know if it was at the lock-in or if it was some short time after saying, we got to do something a little different here. Yeah. As if I really had it. I mean, I was just coming to help out, yeah. right? We got to do something different. We could do something different. And, and Kirk was like, okay, what do you want to do? <laughs> you know, hey, you have the idea. Yeah. What do you got? And uh, anyway, so just kind of fast-forwarding through that, it, it came to a point where Kirk was going to help me coach softball, and I was going to help develop a worship team for the youth. Yeah, It's kind of how it worked back and forth right. there. Because, again, playing drums, knowing music, and yeah. and things like that. And um, anyway, from that point on, um, you know, it was I was locked in, for no pun intended there, yeah. to serving in youth. And uh, I remember one night, it might have been the lock-in night. So there was a key moment, and I hope this is what you're about to say. Yeah. The you key could, moment you, was that yeah. you stayed you stayed for um, everything, picking up kids, and you were helping me set chairs back up. Yes. I remember it very, very distinctly. You were helping me set chairs up, and you had, you know, I watched you kind of just hanging out with the kids, and I knew, listen, I... I I, I wasn't stupid. I knew I needed a worship team and I have no musical skills. Um, so we were going to continue to do those YouTube videos until we built that. And, uh, but you had the knowledge you had, uh, how to, how to just make it sound right. Right. And so I, I looked, I, I, I'm pretty sure we were stacking the chairs, the whole, like setting them all down in the row. And I looked up and I was like, Hey man, have you ever thought about doing this full time? And you were like, you are no, you were no. I said, no. I think you're called to this. You're my answer was mind. no. <laughs> <laughs> I just came to hang out with you, Kirk. That's all I did. Yeah. I, yeah. So that's but that was a great question to ask, man. Mm -hmm. What a question that would change the direction of your entire life. Yeah. And, and even at that point, I, I said no. Yeah. Right. I, I didn't see, you know, I can, I'm, yeah. I'm teaching got a career we kind of got things figured out in the family like we're running yeah. pretty smoothly because courtney's a teacher also yeah so you guys are doing really good yeah and yeah. at this time we only had zoe right, right? so um or we might have had amelia was was anyway she was newborn newborn yeah. at the time right but uh yeah so i said no but i kept coming back and serving and and being a part of it and then really where it the the year that changed everything for me was 2018 yeah um Kirk, again, was in the lobby of I-12 and said, hey, we're going on this mission trip to Atlanta. Come put your name down on a paper. I'm like, yeah, sure. Sure, I'll write my name down. But you it, were thinking, I'm not going. Yeah, thinking in the back of my head, I could probably cancel. I could probably say no. I have yeah. no idea what this is about. Yeah. Never done missions at all. Really just kind of fresh and serving in ministry. Right. And uh, anyway, so I signed up for that, wound up not backing out of it, went on the mission trip, 
um, and just completely, completely rocked my world. And you knew you were called. Yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, leading up to that point, I was probably in denial a little bit. Yeah. I, I think I felt it, but I think really the mission trip cemented it. Yeah. Um, and I remember having a conversation with Kirk and Brittany in the parking lot on the side of the building. Yeah. As w- the night we got back when kids were getting picked up and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this call to ministry, but I don't really know what my options are. Again, I'm, I'm teaching. I got a career. I don't really think that Bible college, because I knew at the time, you know, Kirk had gone through SEM. He'd done the whole Bible college route. I don't know how that would work. Yeah. I'd have to quit my job. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just in my head. Because you already have a college degree. Yeah. And you have a full-time job. It's kind of hard to go back to school. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, having two kids and just, this is everything. It just made it complicated. Yeah. But he had mentioned, hey, had you have you heard of LaSalle, Louisiana School of Ministry? Yeah. And I said, no, never heard of that at all. And he told me about a couple other leaders that we had in the church at the time who who had gone through it. Yeah. Um, and it and it made sense, right? It was once a month class. It was yeah. a pretty it was affordable. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I decided to look into it, to research it some, and uh, kind of in my head made up my mind that you know I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. But there were still doubts in my head that. Even the, the low cost it was, that was eating into whatever my mm-hmm. bills were for the month or whatever we needed it for. And just so that everybody understands, LaSalle is a school that helps qualify a new candidate to get credentials. Yes. So it's someone who brings a lot of already training but who doesn't have the doctrinal yes. education for a ordination. So you're thinking about going for your credentials. Yeah. yeah. So I'm contemplating it. And then r- a couple of weeks, it had to be after the mission trip, we had summer camp. Again, my first summer camp, I go to serve. Um, I-, I have no idea what I'm getting into, right? I've already done a lock-in. Might as well try the, the camp thing too. Wow. <laughs> Full immersion. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was a Friday of camp. I'll never forget this. Um, and and it was payday. So I was waiting till payday to go register. Again, still wrestling with all these yeah. doubts and questions and thoughts, what is this really going to mean? Um, Courtney and I had honestly had some pretty tough conversations about it. You know, we weren't really sure yeah. what we wanted to do. But it made up to my mind, and you know what, I'm going to do it. But before, I'm going to just check my bank account. I'm going to make sure I got paid, yeah. <laughs> you know. And uh, just real quick, as a teacher, if you do different trainings during the year, you get what's a stipend pay, right? It, it may be two, three months ago that you did it. And they finally decided to pay it to you. Um, So I opened up my bank account, and I'm like, well, I feel like that's something's wrong here. And I'm looking through the details, and I actually received a stipend pay that was to the exact dollar amount that it cost for registration and for the class for LaSalle for that August session. Almost like God was just giving you one final confirmation, man. Yeah, and from that point, I said, Okay, yeah. I don't know much about this, but I feel yeah. like God's in this. And then you went all three years. Yeah. You went. Perfect you, attendance. Never I know. Missed you went every <laughs> month for three years. That's yeah. pretty pretty committed, man. Yeah. So in the process now, Kirk, remember, Kirk, you had gone to uh, hear Jeannie Mayo speak at the Louisiana district meeting. And I was so excited because Jeannie Mayo is, you know, she's Elvis Presley of you know, youth ministry, you know, she's Michael Jackson, you know, yeah. whoever, the, who's the current superstar now? She's uh, whoever. Uh, uh, Justin Timberlake? <laughs> I don't know. Who would it be? That might even, that might even be. Jeannie <laughs> uh, Mayo, man. Well, she discipled my senior pastor that I got saved under 
uh, and got discipled under in the 80s. Hmm. That's how long she's been in ministry. My pastor called her his mentor in the 1980s. So I know she's been around forever and ever. So Kirk said, hey, I want to go hear Jeannie May. I said, man, let's do it. And you went up there and you won. Uh, what did you win that day? At the So, uh, yeah. Um, first off, they they just post it like on social media or something. Yeah. This yeah. drive-in Jeannie Mayo. And yeah. I honestly didn't know who Jeannie Mayo was yeah. at that point. Right. I was like, uh, okay. So, but I I was I had befriended um Pastor Alan Chapin, who was the right. uh, uh, DYD at the time. Yep. And um he was trying to get me plugged in as much as I could. So, anyways, right. drove all the way to Alexandria to see this lady. She's in uh, her late 60s. Now she's in her 70s. Right. And uh, she just starts talking. And I'm like, how is this lady relevant? How is this yeah. even going on? And we had a lunch break. And at the lunch break, I went to the merch table. And I realized that the book, that one of the books that was on the counter was yeah. actually my textbook in my youth ministry class. Wow. And I was like, well, gosh, this lady is something. And, uh, and then I come back and I sat down. And she opened up with a story, well, a couple stories of a few uh, testimonies of the youth pastors that were in the room at the time. And yeah. she, she started off, she said, hey, I just want to tell you a couple stories of some of these people fighting this battle with you. I don't remember the words exactly, but paraphrasing, she said, uh, uh, we have a guy named Kirk who is uh, leading a fairly large church, first time ever. He's come out of all, you know, this whole testimony. She's starting to tell my testimony to about 100 youth pastors in the room. Wow. And um, I'm sitting there thinking, gosh, there's another Kirk with a similar testimony. <laughs> uh, yeah. Testimony to me that's wow. in this room. I wonder yeah. who this guy is. And right, she just right. keeps going and going and going. And and she says, uh, Kirk, I need you to stand up. And I do one of these numbers. I'm like, man, I can't wait to see who this guy is. And she's like, Kirk, I'm talking to you. And I'm like, she hasn't pointed to me yet. Like, who who is this guy? And then it hit me, right? I'm like, how the heck does this lady know my testimony? Wow. And how is she telling it to people? So I kind of do one of these numbers where I'm like, <laughs> is it me? And she says, it's absolutely you. Stand up. Because <laughs> she didn't know who I was. Yeah. But she had got some insider information. Anyway, so I stand up and she tells me, uh, she goes on to talk about my testimony. And she tells a story about Digger Phelps, uh, Notre Dame basketball, early 80s defeating uh ucla who was the the giants of the time they had been undefeated for like two three years right and um the story goes that in practice digger phelps would have his team after every practice climb up a ladder and cut the nets down yeah and that's what you do when you win the final four the ncaa championship you go and cut the nets down when you win the championship and so there as the story goes they went to the point guard uh the after the game they, they notre dame wins beats them in the championship they go to um the, the 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 media finds some of the players and goes up to one of the players i think it was the point guard and say hey how'd you feel how did you know you guys were going to beat this when did you realize you could overcome the giant and he said we've been overcoming that giant in practice every single day coach has been sending us up to cut the nets down wow That's and so um and um they said, we, we knew we were going to beat this team. Now, they had been, like, undefeated for, like, two or three years. Right. So then Jeannie pulls out this uh, basketball net mm -hmm. and says, uh, hey, Kirk, I just want to tell you, you've overcome some giants. 
you've done this, you've done that. I don't paraphrasing. Yeah. And she says, yeah. now it's time to go home and cut the nets down. Ooh. And uh, I'm bawling, crying at this point. I am like broken in front of a hundred people. I'm standing up all youth yeah. pastors, all people in the back of my mind, they're going, they have no idea who I am. Yeah. And they all have way more experience than I do. Yeah. And uh, at the end I walked and I found her and I had a book, I had her sign it, gave her a hug. And she said, um, you coming to cadre? And I'm like, don't know what that is, but uh, what is it? She said, youth leaders coach, da, 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 da. And I said, and she told me the price. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think I'm coming. Um, yeah. And so in any ways, God made a way and uh, was able to fund to get me there and uh, joined. And that, that kind of changed. That, that was partially about changing my trajectory because now my wife works for her and my daughter works for her. Right. And uh, it's just been a great ministry. Right. And it also led to the connection for you to move from Louisiana to Georgia that was kind of like the beginning of your transition. Yeah. So when I came on that last mission trip, uh, truth be told, uh, when Andy was talking about standing on the side of the, the, the building, telling me that, uh, he was feeling a call into ministry. Yeah. Um, that is the same time that we kind of confronted them and him and Courtney, me and Brittany. And we're like, um, so there's this thing going on that we potentially may take. And at that mission trip, um, the Dream Center at the time, we're now called Frontline Response, had asked us um, to potentially pray about and think about taking this ministry. And we went on a dinner and they, they talked to us and there were some key words that were said about us planting a church and maybe planting a Dream Center that is what I felt kind of God was leading us to uh, down the road. And um, we had mentioned that to Andy at that time and, and them, and which was a great thing. Like, uh, oh gosh, you, uh, you're planning on going into ministry full time. Hey, maybe you could be the replacement. And I remember we had to hold on to that, that little bit of knowledge. Cause we weren't, we weren't really uh, deciding we were going to go. We didn't want anybody to think we were trying to leave or yeah. it was just a crazy time. I really hated that, that next two or three weeks. Like it sucked to be honest. And um uh, but here's the key part, Pastor Doug. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. We were about to launch youth ministry on all of our campuses. I remember. And um, I had been training uh, Andy and Kevin, uh, Brandy, Monica, mm -hmm. uh, just different folks that were in the group. Right. I had kind of only preached once a month or, yeah. yeah, I was trying to let them preach more often to get some training on their belt so that I could leave and go do youth ministry on the, uh, the, the, the I 12 campus. Right. And, and, uh, at that point, um, you had come to me right about that same time that that was happening. And you said, Hey, I just want to let you know, yeah. we don't have to do that thing anymore. We sold the campus. Yeah. And I realized for the last six months, I've been training my replacement and the replacements just told me they're all going to school. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, God, I guess this is, kind of that thing yeah and look we went to we went to cadre here's the last part of that we went to cadre cadre was actually the weekend prior to that that mission trip um or the weekend yeah it was a weekend no it was a weekend after anyways um i went to cadre and um genie's last she had no idea or anything like that her last um moment with me uh, or with our team she does these like uh teaching sessions and the teaching session was how do you leave your church well mm -hmm. 
and I don't ever raise my hand. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. So I, I, I just felt this stuttering in my, my, my spine. I was like, gosh, you got to ask the question. You've got to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I actually raised my hand and she's like, oh, so, so what you got? And I said, um, it's great. How do you leave a church? Well, but how do you leave a church? You don't want to leave. Yeah. Was the question. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, we need to talk after this. Yeah. She sat me on the edge of her bed and told me to tell her the story. And uh, I told her kind of how all things led to that and all the stuff was going on. And yeah. she essentially was like, gosh, it seems like God's really painting a good picture for you and your family to plant churches, to come to Atlanta. You've been in Atlanta, da, 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 putting all these pieces together, even talking about her little instance. And she said, um, I think you might be out of God's will if you don't take this, but I'm not the Lord. Yeah. Continue praying and, uh, and, and, and seek that. And, uh, that was kind of the last part of it. And then we started praying and, and felt that, that call, but yeah, so Jeannie was a big part of it. And then my daughter joined her school, right? Her, her, her school of ministry. And that was the plan from the get go. And my daughter, my wife was so terrified that McKenna was moving away. Yeah. Hmm. And, and she was like, Oh, we get to go to Atlanta with you. And I don't think McKenna was so happy about that in the first place, <laughs> but she is now because she still lives in my house. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's a good thing now. Well, that was a rough transition for me personally, as you well know, you and I talked about this just because I counted you as, you know, one of my uh, most uh proud disciples, man. I was so proud of you and I knew where you'd come from because I'd known I'd known Brittany like back in 2003 before mm. I ever met you, before y'all were ever married. So I just felt like I had this long-term connection to your family, and I had such grand plans for you in ministry with us. Uh, and then when you told me, hey, I think God's calling us to Atlanta, man, it was like somebody dropped a bomb on me personally. And you know, and you know that, and I've, I've shared that with you. Uh, but in the end, the Lord reminded me that you don't belong to me, you belong to Jesus and you got to obey what God calls you to do. Uh, so I tend to, you know, uh, have a deep emotional response to people that I love. And, you know, I'm not telling you something that you don't know. But uh, so in the transition that happened over the next few months, it's key. And I think Jeannie played a huge part in that, how to leave a church well. Because as God calls you into your ministry, into your assignment, you know, the way you leave one place will determine how you enter into the next place and what could have been a messy situation because of your integrity and Brittany's integrity and the you know just the way you guys handled it it turned into a beautiful story you know and I just want to celebrate you man you know I celebrate you because you guys moved to Atlanta and I brag on you all the time now oh yeah you know he's our spiritual son you know (laughs) yeah that's my daughter and I am we are we are we love being I'm rocking yeah. this stuff for a reason. We, yeah. You're still our home church. And I still want you to know, Kirk, uh, even though we don't talk all the time, I am still so proud of you. And I'm so proud of Brandy. I'm so, I mean, Brittany. And I'm so proud of McKenna. So proud of all of your kids, you know, and that we just had a little influence in you and Britt's life to me is just such, uh, you know, one of those God gifts that comes along once in a lifetime. So, I'm so proud of you and proud of what you're doing. And I still believe there's a great church in you. 
yeah. that one day God's going to birth and you're going to plant churches. And uh, But you're doing a pretty awesome thing right now. You're working for a frontline response and you're leading street ministry and guiding teams and making disciples. And, you know, in fact, we go up there every year. Yeah. Now Andy is leading that trip that you first initiated that you trained him how to do it. And this is, Andy, what, your fifth? This will be my fifth one. Your fifth trip. Yeah. yeah. Well, the day that you and Britt came to me in the parking lot, it was VBS was going on. Is that right? Was it VBS? Yeah. It was the last day of VBS. Yeah, uh, you walked up to me. Me and Andy, actually, were supposed to be on stage that day. We were, yeah. like, getting ready. Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I don't remember exactly how it was, but I was like, hey, can we talk later? And you're like, let's talk now. And I was like, no, let's talk later. Let's talk now. No, now you're worrying me. Tell me now. Well, I was like, I don't I want to do it in front of VBS, PD. I, I knew it in my spirit, though. The Lord told me he's leaving. And I said, okay, I, I got to hear him say it. Are you leaving? And you said, we're, we're leaving. Oh, man, I remember it was... I was just so brokenhearted about it. Uh, and I said, hey, you know, we got to do what you got to do. I want you to obey God because in the end, I want what's best for you and for Brittany and for your children. So after I finished the conversation with you, I, I think I went somewhere and just had a moment by myself to compose myself. But when I came back out at the VPS, the first person I walked into was Andrew. Yeah. It was just, yeah. it was it was almost, again, divine appointment so i looked at andrew and, he, and andrew also knew that you were leaving i said well andy we got to speed up your training man because you may be kirk's replacement Andy said oh i don't think so <laughs> that was my second time saying no <laughs> he said oh i don't think so that's yeah, not me yeah. i said well i may need your help he said i'll help but i'm not i'm not your guy yeah. but that day the lord told me that you were the guy mm. i knew you were the guy but i didn't want to tell you god said you're the and so guy so you asked me pastor doug you asked yeah. me said who are the replacement i had mentioned about four folks i did and yeah. i said i think andy's your guy you did say he's that. just not ready yet yep yeah it's exactly exactly what you said guy. you gave me a list of all the all the team that you were training and man when you said andy's name i just it just dropped in my spirit even though he was newly you've only been saved like three or four years at the time so you were yeah. kind of new in the faith mm -hmm. You know, but you are moving toward getting getting ready. Yeah. So, so tell me how that happened with you, Andy. When when Kirk was leaving and mm -hmm. you were moving up, there was like a year of transition where we had like a a group a of team leaders yeah. that yeah. was that was leading. You know, Kevin, Monica, uh, several Brandy, other people. Yeah, yeah, Brandy mm -hmm. and you. Mm -hmm. So we all met at my house. Mm -hmm. Remember, we were like kind of laid out the plan. Yeah. You do discipleship. You do small yeah. groups. You preach. You do worship. Yeah. We would just kind of do it, at, you know, ministry by team effort. Yeah. yeah. So that was an interesting time. Yeah, it was, um, again, I I didn't want to take the role yeah. of the guy. So it, it actually worked out well that it was a team effort. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm just, the mentality is that always that, like, if I start something, so like with LaSalle, I'm doing three years through, like, I'm yeah. not, I'm going to see it through, right? Right. So I, we just kept coming and serving. And, and my initial role was worship, right? Yeah. Again, going back to kind of how we started, yeah. uh, worship was, was the first kind of responsibility I had. So we just kind of continued with that. Um, and then just over time, continuing to serve, um, you know, Kevin got a great opportunity, got called to, uh, yeah. to Crowley to, right. to be a youth pastor there. Um, everybody just continuing to serve and things. And it just eventually got to the and point. And I kept telling the Lord, Lord, you're taking all these great people, man. <laughs> yeah. You took Kirk, you're taking, yeah. you're taking Kevin, you know, but the Lord said, what you got, Andy? Yeah. <laughs> 
At least you got me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah who knows? Yeah. At least for right now, we have. Yeah. Man, unless God calls you somewhere else. Yeah. Too. No. So yeah. it. Yeah. It was a great experience. Yeah. To to be able to work with a team. Yeah. Um, and not just the four. You know, we had spouses that were. You know, Courtney yeah. is a huge part. Had a strong team. Man. Yeah. A really yeah. strong team. Kirk had done a great job of raising up leaders. Yeah. You definitely. Know, so that when he left, you know, the vacuum was filled instantly. All you guys just stepped up. Definitely. So great job on your part, Kirk, by the way. Yeah. Raise up so many good leaders. So Andy started transitioning. He had to get his credentials and then I offered him a spot as Andy, you want to come on our team full time. So we set a date and Andy said, I'll be done with my training by this date. I could give my notice and, and finish my contract with the school yeah. so I could start and you gave us a date you could start. Yeah. Yeah. I, I finished out. I was, I was teaching, right. Yeah. I was, uh, and now I've taught for six years right. in the public school. Um, and just pretty much serving alongside with that as well, doing, right. doing what I could. Um, and then God opened up an opportunity to be able to do this full time, which is still, yeah, I don't know why he did it. Well, <laughs> like it's, it's uh, well, me of all people, but, it's it's just amazing. It's a huge blessing to be able to do that. Well, it's just a great testimony, man, that, you know, uh, Kirk raised up such great leaders. And then mm-hmm. from that, God raised you up from Kirk's ministry to step into our role and our staff. Yeah. And, you know, we just and we count you and Courtney as a son and daughter because you, know, you guys were all saved here and baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, called to ministry, trained, you know. So I guess as as, you know, your pastor pastor over uh, all of you it's been such a, a great joy of my life yeah. uh, and I, I, re- I mean this sincerely Kirk it's been one of the great joys of my life to watch what God has done in your life man I remember one year calling you and Brittany and uh trying to get you guys to come to the marriage conference remember that year I kept aggravating you I kept I called you like absolutely loud and yeah, clear so so that we were still separated at that time I remember I was working a sales position. I remember exactly where I was. Yeah, I was walk. uh, That sales position was like business to business, door to door type stuff. Um, I was just trying to make some cash to get through school. And I, man, I was so broken back then. I was always thinking about my relationships, always thinking about whatever. And you happened to call me. Uh, Obviously, it was close to Valentine's or whatever, because that was usually about the uh, the time frame of that that the the conference right and i wanted to go the years prior and we just weren't doing well and she always said no she always said no and you you called me up and you were like hey uh i want to i want to sponsor you and Brittany." and i said yeah "Yeah, i don't know that we're on those kind of terms but i'll sure try yeah and i i went and i sat in my car in the middle of the parking lot um i was in new orleans um in between some industrial buildings and I just weeped and cried and was like, gosh, what I, if I could just get her there. And that was my thing. Like, it's always like, if I could just do this. And I was like, if I just get her there. <laughs> and uh, I ended up gifting it to her. And then we still didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. But we went the next year and the next year and the next you year. You did. So I'm driving over. I think that year we had it in Baton Rouge. So I'm driving over to the hotel and we sold. Now we made it to the Baton Rouge one. Oh, did you? This must be one in New Orleans. Yeah, I think it was with Kendall. Uh, oh, that's right. Kendall and Starla were there. We, it, that was our first one. You're right. You and think- then, well, maybe that was our second one. The, the first, we, we went to that one and we went to the one where uh, we sung in the hotel room. Um, yeah. yeah. That was at the, uh, that was in Baton Rouge at um, 
on Blue Bonnet. I don't remember which one it was. That anyway, the year you couldn't come, I don't remember what year. I mean, what uh, hotel we were at. But I was driving to the hotel, and the Lord just dropped it in my soul. Call Kirk, and I was like, oh, I, I said, Lord, we, I think we're all sold out. We don't have any rooms, and the Lord, uh, and He just wouldn't leave me. So. Uh, you know, next time when I stopped, I, we, I pulled out my phone and I called you. I said, Kirk, I really want you and Brittany to come. And it didn't work out that time, but you did come that year and every year after that. But I just love how God never gives up on us. Yeah. Never. Yeah. No matter how low we are or where we find ourselves, God remembers and then he causes other people to remember mm -hmm. you, you know, and, and what, what beautiful, beautiful things have happened in your marriage and your kids and, you know, since, since then. And now your successor is in place. And are you celebrating your first anniversary in June with us? Full yeah, time? yeah. So yeah. It's, it's almost been a full year. Yeah. This summer year. will be a full year. You survived the first full year, man. Yeah. You're doing it, bro. Yeah, and You're I'm doing still a here. great job, man. <laughs> Thank you. Andy leads our generations ministry that Kirk, Kirk built it. Andy's yeah. leading it now mm -hmm. uh, from birth through 18 years of, uh, of age and doing a phenomenal job here. Thank you. Here in Slidell. And we just love you and Courtney and, and Zoe and Amelia. We just believe in you. So anyway, man, I just think this story needed to be told. Yeah. Kirk, uh, your salvation, uh, Andrew's salvation. And then all the times along the years where God just divinely put his hand in it, man. It's such a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. And you don't know it's happening while it's happening. But when you look back, you think, man, that was just a hand of God in so many places yeah. that brought us to where we are today. And now you guys are best friends. Yes. Which is kind of cool, but you're, you know, you're three states apart, but you're still best friends. And you just began a brand new venture together yeah. that I've really been enjoying watching. You guys have your own podcast yeah. and I love the name of it. I want you to explain it. One of you or both yeah. of you. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, of your podcast. Uh, uh, tell us the name of it, Andy. So our podcast is called the Rushmore show. And tell us why. Yeah. Of course yeah. we all know Mount Rushmore is mm -hmm. where the four presidents mm -hmm. are. Yes. So tell us why it's called or one of y'all tell yeah. us why it's yeah. called the Rushmore show. So I can share it real quick. We um, we're big sports fans, yeah. and if if anybody follows any kind of sports writers, you you typically get this conversation that gets brought up of who's your who's on your Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, yeah, right. uh, sports teams, whatever yeah. you know. Right. You, who's your Rushmore? It's kind of one of the analogies that sure. they use for saying your top Which four. Which is like your top four. Your top four, yeah. right? Because there's yeah. four presidents. And I love four. lists, man. I really, mm -hmm. that's why I liked your podcast so much because I love doing lists. Mm -hmm. I read lists every day. Yeah. So when you told me what you guys do, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is a great idea. And it's easy to follow. It's not a top 10. It's not right. definitely not a top 100. Yeah. It's four. Yeah. Um, and, and this is weekly. Which makes it tough. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it tough when it's only four to narrow it down to cut yeah, out. I'd have a hard time. The other man. thousand that you want to put up there. Because I, I was watching one the other day. You mm -hmm. guys did. Was it ice cream? What did you do one time? Uh, uh, well, we did. Uh, you may be talking about the junk food. Junk so food. So, junk food, we yeah, didn't mention I got, ice cream. I got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could do four. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's tough. Definitely to narrow it down. But um, so we took that idea of the Rushmore. So, it's not anything new that we created. Yeah. And, 
what's funny about it is that we've been talking about Rushmore's just in casual conversation yeah. for years. Yeah. We've been driving our wives crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so they want you to go into another room and do it. Yes. Yeah. So let the universe hear about this. This is yeah. just even when, when Kirk was still living in Slidell, we would have the conversations of Rushmore of, but we never did like typical like quarterbacks or whatever. Yeah. Like we could talk about that. That's fun and all. But we always like to say, what's your Rushmore of Right. Jello flavors. I don't know. You know something. <laughs> it was usually whatever we were holding, eating, watching, yes. whatever, <laughs> listening to. All right. So this is a good song. Yeah. What about your Rushmore of quirky '80s pop, whatever? And we're yeah. like, okay, yeah. sure, yeah. So, so it's there's four presidents. Yes. Uh, there's Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and Roosevelt. Roosevelt. So do you have a particular order you go down for yeah. the? The top four. So, uh, Kirk, you want to tell them about how do we what do, how do we do our rankings in? The yeah. So, um, it started off real easy that uh, we we just we just started saying this term, "Who's your George?" Yeah. Meaning that's your number one. That's number one. Yeah. 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 Who's your George? He's the number one president. He's the first president. Whatever. It's on the one dollar bill. Uh, and sometimes we didn't even just do the Rushmore part. We would just say, "All right, so who's your George of racquetball players? Yeah. And I'm like, gosh, I don't know any of them. Let me go yeah. find at least the number one. <laughs> Let me look it up. But then uh, when we decided to put the show together, um, I, I, I really tried to research other people that might be doing similar things. And the only people that were really doing it were other sports writers. Like Shannon Sharp does it right now. Yeah. He had like a Snoop Dogg on because he was uh, the, the halftime show. And he's like, give me a Rushmore of rappers, right? And so he, he you see other guys kind of generating but it's always, these are my four on the mountain. And so we kind of wanted to give an idea of how we could give some significance and, 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 and put a, some talking behind it. Right. And so we, 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 in our heads, decided that it was going to be uh, George will be first, George Washington. Right. Uh, significantly, we think Lincoln might be second. Uh, this is a lot this of important. To, things. This might be somebody. Somebody else's Rushmore might have them different. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of the parameters of our show. It's yeah. our personal Rushmore, not what the world's best yeah. ever. It's yeah. what I think are the best ever. And that's what matters. Right. And so so it'd be uh, George Lincoln. And yeah. then it was kind of a toss up between the other two. Uh, Thomas Jefferson was there early on, uh, yeah. you know, uh, had had some some important documents he may have helped write or been a part of and then roosevelt so we went uh uh george lincoln uh jefferson and then roosevelt and then we decided to give them all nicknames yeah so, that's the fun part i like the nicknames you came up with. roosevelt is rosie yeah uh thomas jefferson is tj jazzy jeff that's my favorite one Referring and <laughs> uh, uh lincoln is link uh, like the uh, like Zelda Adventures of Link, and then uh, George is just G Dub, like B Dubs, like uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. So yeah. most of the time, that's, uh, that's the names mm -hmm. we usually just call them George. So yeah. um, there's yeah. your four. That's how you rank them. So four, three, two, one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we, so actually... we always start backwards and go down. Uh, it is a pet peeve of Andy not to give number mm -hmm. one and enlists right off the bat. Uh, yeah. We have to work backwards. So. Yeah. Well, you know, you you I go to a like... website and and they're doing the top ten of something, and they start with number one. Yeah. Well, like now that. it's over. There's no, no journey to there, follow. Yeah. And there's no there's no build up, man. I don't want to know who's worse right. than that one. Right. Who's? I want to build up. Still from ten up to what? You know, I first got into top ten list by watching David Letterman. Yeah. Back in the eighties, back when he was unknown comic, came on at eleven thirty at night. I would stay up. I was 
18 or 19 at the time, just to watch the top 10 list. Yeah. And he would start with 10 yeah. and go up to one. So to me, it only makes sense if you start at the, the bottom and work your way up to yeah. the George. So, I so that's that. what we do. We, we rank whatever topic we want to talk about. Something yeah. We try to hold to something a little bit relevant that month as much as we can. But we give our personal, like Kirk said, top four, uh, yeah. which makes it fun because we get a lot of comments back and forth of, no, 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 I think this is who should be this. But that's what we like. We like having yeah. those. It's like a, it's like two friends sitting on a couch, which yeah. is where it originated, yeah. having the conversation about who's their top four. So I like to, you guys pulled out the obscure, what question do you want to ask your cat <laughs> category? That's, that was one of my most favorite. That was the fun. funniest one and the weirdest. So it was it's both. It was great, though. Man. For those who don't yeah. know, which is everyone. Yeah. Unless you watch the episode, yeah. January twenty second, yeah, is National Answer Your Cat's Questions yeah. Day. There you go. Which brings me to the point of who lobbied for that <laughs> to need Why its is own that a day. day yeah. So what we did is we took that and we said, "Oh, that's too good. We got to yeah. do something." Absolutely. So we took it and we did pop culture cats because right? neither one of us like real cats. So oh, yeah, let's talk about cartoon cats. Or yeah. Something. yeah, me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Who yeah. was the Who was the George of the cat world? Oh my gosh, I got to go back to that. I think um, George, my my George was Aslan from Narnia. Woo! That's the. And I think one. your George was Mufasa, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it yeah. had to be Mufasa from yeah. Lion King. But I had Mufasa on my. So we call him the Crushmore if we both have oh, the nice. same guy or yeah. the same thing on our list. Yeah. Uh, whenever it's mentioned a second time, it's a Crushmore, and I think Mufasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It means we crushed it, right? We both. We He's both, a great so cat. So it's Crushmore. So yeah, it's been a it's been a ton of fun. We're we're you know eight nine episodes in right now, and so it's just been... filming episode nine and uh, mm-hmm. getting ready for Music March, which will oh, be yeah. 10, 11, 12, and thirteen. So it'll be that's going to be fun. So if people watching now want to go mm-hmm. see some of your Rushmore, where can they find you? Yeah, so we're on YouTube. It's the Rushmore Show. Very yeah. simple. You can look us up uh, there. We have a TikTok as well. Yeah. There Still trying go. to figure out TikTok, trying yeah. to be relevant there. Yeah. But we got some – we actually – a lot of our popularity comes through our TikTok. We've got yeah. a ton of followers. I don't know how that happened. But yeah. um, so, again, everywhere we're found is The Rushmore Show. We're on Spotify as well, The yeah. Rushmore Show. Yeah. Uh, and you can find us in all those places. Nice. Yeah. So let's wrap it up. Mm. Uh, so we got a speed round. I understand <laughs> you guys are going to let me get into the brotherhood for a minute yes. with you on the Rushmore show. So you're in the Rushmore explain community. Explain to everyone what you're about to do. Yeah. So we we mentioned the premise of our show is that we talk about our Rushmores. We we unveil our top four and different topics, but we yeah. always have a bonus segment at the end yeah. of our episode. And we've got a multiple. You know, we got one that's called Who's Your uh, Benjamin? It's all about the Benjamins. Which yeah. means- all about the Benjamins. So that's how we add a fifth person. Yeah. yeah. Honorable mention. Ah, it's basically Benjamin our honorable Franklin. mention. And ben that's Franklin. Ben Franklin? Yeah. Got it. Not yeah. that he was going to be on the mountain. Actually introduced on his birthday. Oh, wow. So. Well, you know, rumor is that he was supposed to have been on the mountain. Yeah, he was one that was considered. He never made it. Exactly yeah. one of the reasons why we did that. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Like it. So that's one of the segments. We've done other segments. Uh, but our original extra segment was yeah. called Hoosier George. And, and Kirk mentioned it. That's kind of how the whole idea yeah, started. I do and, like that. And the premise behind Hoosier George is it's a one-minute lightning round. You, we give uh, 10 to 12 questions. It's kind of wound up being 12 now, and you have a minute to answer all 12 or to see how far you can get with yeah. 12. And it's we say, who's your George of whatever? So you're going to ask me 12 yes. questions, mm-hmm. and my answer has to be my George of that category. Your number one. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen the list 
I don't know what no. Andy's going to ask me. <laughs> I'm hoping I can get a couple of these answers. I mean, that's five seconds per question. Yeah, so it's uh, doable, but uh, the key is you can't elaborate. So I can't explain. Which is tough to do. I can't explain why my favorite <laughs> It's cat- tough to not elaborate. We can, we can elaborate after. Okay. Yeah. So when I, the way that it works, too, is that as soon as you start answering the first question, that's when the minute starts. Okay. And I'll keep a timer on my so phone. So it's sort of like Family Feud. The clock starts mm-hmm. on when your you, first answer. Yeah, so you get a second oh, really to think yeah. of that first one. All but right. from then on, it's it's full go. All now, right. we always do our Who's Your George based on the theme of that episode, uh, but we don't really we didn't really have a theme with this. We did. So what's a, what's a George Pastor? <laughs> we have um, my favorite George Pastor. Let's see, is there a George, George Wood? Oh, George Wood. George Wood's got it. Doctor George, George Wood. George Wood, man. Oh, the, so we did Eddie. George of the Jungle. We've done Eddie George. We've done George the Animal Steel. Oh, I'm doing George yeah. Wood. Who's my, my George Wood? Who's your yeah. George Wood? He just passed away. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Wood just passed away. So this is an honor of, in honor of, of the Apostle. Wood. Yeah. So what we'll do is, um, again, you haven't seen these ones, but it's going to be all about you. So it's really yeah. just personal things with you. Man, I feel honored to get to sneak into the Rushmore <laughs> show for one little segment. This is exciting. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We will. We would love to have I you on a future episode. I don't disappoint you all. Definitely. All right, so here we go. With, are you ready for to join officially the, the Rushmore community and who's your George? Absolutely. All right. Who's my George with? So who, who is your George of movies? Go. Um. It's a Wonderful Life. All right, there we go. Now we're starting. Okay, your George of TV shows. Um, the Andy Griffith Show. Nice. Song. Um, uh, American Pie. Vacation Spot. Uh, Gatlinburg, That's Tennessee. Easy. Athlete. Um, Larry Bird. Mission Trip that you've ever gone on. Um, China. China. Comfort Food. Uh, red Beans and Rice. Cornbread and Greens. <laughs> <laughs> food, food that you've eaten in a foreign country. Uh uh, crickets. Oh wow! Inspirational speaker. Um, whoa. <sighs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you get to a place. Um, don't have anybody. Okay, pass. Hobbies. Hobbies. Fishing. Okay, book of the Bible. Uh, book of John. Okay, and Bible verse. Um, John three sixteen. Okay, inspirational speaker. Come back to it. We can get it. Uh, let's see. Um, oh man. Oh, we're there. Um, George Wood. George Wood. <laughs> You did it with two seconds left oh, on the clock. No way I you did got it. all twelve. After that delay. After that delay. So George Wood is now my George Wood. George Wood is your George <laughs> Wood of George Woods. That is amazing. That's a triple play Listen, there. You did fantastic. Didn't you didn't really. elaborate. The only one that you like, I thought for a second was yeah. when you said red beans and cornbread. Because and, it's the whole experience. But you know, yeah, we yeah, were absolutely. we were kind of moving along. We were. Yeah. I was like, oh, we were hustling through those. <laughs> And you got to come back. You got to pass cornbread, and greens, back. and bread pudding. I get to finish. Well, look at that. Now, now <laughs> you make us look horrible because yeah. <laughs> we can't even do our own segment in the time limit. Man, of all of the of all of the inspirational speakers, I need you to ask me my favorites of things like that. I, yeah. I don't, I, usually, did. it's like uh, we're talking about cats, so we're going to ask you some of the weirdest dang cat questions ever. If you go back so, to the cat episode, yeah. we actually I asked. I remember this is my favorite one I've ever. Oh, that's heard. the that's the who's your, George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. I said, "Who's your George of animal sounds?" And you have to do it. Oh man! So he just like raw. <laughs> <laughs> it was so. Funny. I have to go back and catch that again. Yeah, I didn't see so. the end. Oh, hey, great job! And then I said, and then I, then I said, uh, I I wanted to eat snake. Oh And yeah. you were like, "Why'd you say that?" And I said, "Oh, I thought." 
you've eaten snake and i was like no that's what i want to eat that's the george of what i want to eat so oh, yeah we have fun we have fun pd man it's fun. i know i'll have fun watching you guys have fun. hey can i just say this pastor Doug? I, one of the reasons coming here to atlanta has been and i love you guys uh has been all, uh, just it's been amazing it's been up and down but uh one of the reasons i wanted to start the show was to keep the community and the connection with with uh with andy yeah. And uh, and we have big dreams. We want to we want to if it was to blow up or get wherever it would be um, where we could, you know, get some people behind it. We yeah. would love to 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 give back and and, yeah. and do because because what we've announced, we've we've, we've already preached our faith twice um, in the first eight episodes. Yeah. But we we we're not uh, anti-Christian by any stretch. But, yeah. uh, you know, as, if it happens organically, we talk about it, but we want to be able to start. Um, using our influence yeah. in a different, more positive way for the, the next generation. Yeah. And yeah. so we're just having fun and it's been a great ride. And maybe we'd love to have you on our show one time. Man, I would just love to be on your show. Let me know what the topic is. Yeah. Uh, do you guys get to prep your top four before you go yeah. on? Yeah. So okay. we plan it at least a month out in advance right, yeah. what we're going to do. Give me so a- like this week, is we're, we're, it's Mardi Gras. Yeah. So we're going to celebrate New Orleans cuisine. Yeah, and uh, we got Mike Sanders on the show, so Man, that's going to be a fun one because yeah. Mike is the, he's expert. the expert. Yeah, he's, he's the, the expert. food expert. Shameless yeah. plug there. Shameless plug. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Yeah, uh, he was on one of your podcasts Sanders not that long kitchen. ago. Yeah, uh, Mike just crossed two thousand subscribers on YouTube. So he's he texted me the night before last. I'm at almost twenty one hundred subscribers. He's very excited. He's a social it. media influencer yeah, now, Mike Sanders. Is. Yeah, he was he was oh, on awesome. stories I didn't tell last Sunday about a month ago. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did a, we did an episode with food with him. But give me a heads up on what a what topic you're going to invite me in on because I'd like to. You know, make sure I pick out my real. Yeah, I think in July we want to have you on because we're talking about America all Oh, month. sweet, man. And I know you're a big America fan. So. Uh, I, I, God bless America. God bless America. Yeah, yeah I would so. love to be on that one. It's yeah. Just, yeah, let me know. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, look, I've enjoyed being with you, it's Andrew and Kirk. Man, what a, what, a, what a joy to hear the stories of how God moved in your lives and how it all happened here at Journey. And it just makes me, man, just so so excited to be part of it and uh plus i love your show and i got to do the lightning round with you just now the top 12 questions who's your george wood yeah i have listened to so many uh, inspirational speakers hundreds and couldn't think of one yeah that's insane isn't it when we did the inspirational speakers episode i know like i can't think of anybody when we did the inspirational speakers episode i uh, I, I made Jesus was my number one, was my George. So, yeah, you, you know what I mean? I, I'm just saying one. I might be a little bit more spiritual than you guys. He's always <laughs> number one, bro. He's number one of he every list. He, he can't even make the mountain. He yeah, that was one. actually our, our episode that we kind of uh, went in a little deeper. You it's probably my faith, favorite, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Well, I just love the, the p- potential for you guys to take a fun, secular topic and turn it into an influence platform for, mm-hmm. for the kingdom of God and for and for Jesus, man. So I'm proud of what you guys are doing and glad to get to be a part of it. So in July, I'm going to be on uh, yes. uh, the, the Rushmore show. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, I sure do love you guys. Proud of both of you. Love what you're doing. You've been Thanks watching. for having me on the show, by the way. I've been waiting. Yeah, and Kirk has joined us from Atlanta, Georgia, man. Hey, is this the first uh, guest from afar? 
Yeah, you're this the first is, guy we've ever hosted. We're on starting board. precedents. Now you got to figure know, out who else is next. I know, right? So now <laughs> that we have this rolling, so uh, we're filming this. a friend. Yeah, exactly. We have to call and uh, get some advice from Kurt. Uh, but I sure do love you guys. Proud of you. Enjoy spending the hour with you. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, this is Stories I Didn't Tell Last Sunday, the weekly podcast from Journey Fellowship Church. We are so excited that you joined us today. Uh, if you want to watch some of the back episodes, they're all posted on the Journey app. Check us out on jf.church. That's our new website. If you live somewhere close by, come visit us here at Journey. Uh, driving directions on the app and on the web. Uh, but for Journey Fellowship Church, I'm Doug McAllister. On behalf of Kirk and Andrew, thanks for watching stories I didn't tell last Sunday.